and uh, turn, if you would, to the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 127 here tonight. I will consider some more thoughts here <clears throat> on the subject of why abortion's wrong. And again, there's so many reasons why abortion is wrong. And I give you a statistic, again, that I believe is absolutely shocking. How many people live in the world today? Eight billion. About eight billion people live in the world today. How many people have been killed through abortion? Can you throw me out a number? How many think? Let's throw out a number. How many think have been killed? A billion. Did you know that? A billion people. A billion people have been killed through abortion. Now, that's a huge amount of people. And so, again, as we consider the subject of abortion, it does affect people and does affect lives. And so, again, as we begin reading here in Psalm 127, verse number 1 through 5, I want to consider here why abortion is wrong. And we want to look at some thoughts from the Word of God uh, concerning this subject. Again, I start here speaking to you, beginning with the family. Psalm 127, verse number 1, it says, Except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that buildeth, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late and to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. I want to begin just by mentioning again here, the Bible talks about children are a reward. Children are reward. It says that in verse number three. The fruit of the womb is his reward. As we consider some thoughts on abortion here today, I'd like us to pray as we consider, again, children, and also consider this thought on abortion, how it's wrong. Father, thank you, Lord, again, for your word here today. Thank you again for this time we can meet again. I ask, Lord, that you would just help us again to, again, be able to set together, if we could, some reasons why, again, this... Uh, this thing of abortion being wrong, help us by your grace again to, to retain some of these things. If anyone uh, maybe asks us or we have questions about this, that we'd be able to give an answer uh, that makes sense, that again lines up with the truth and the scriptures and help us by your grace to be able to do that uh, as we think about this subject again here tonight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we talk about this subject of abortion, abortion is the deliberate procedure wherein one removes a baby from a mother's womb. And again, this is done again legally in many jurisdictions here and around the world. And really, people don't think much of abortion anymore. I mean, a billion people have been killed by abortion. And yet, people don't think much of this, much anymore. Between 1973 and 2020, 63.6 million babies were aborted in our own country. Again, this is according to WWW, 
ALL.org, which again keeps some statistics on things like this. Of abortions, again, in the United States, in 2020, there were 930,160 abortions in the, nine, the United States, and so just about a million abortions that took place in 2020. Abortions take place at the rate of 34 seconds here in our country. Abortions take place regularly in our country. There are a lot of politicians that believe that abortion should be legal. It should be something that we should be supportive of because it's a mother's right to choose. It's a mother's right to choose, they would say. And again, you think about abortion and people being aborted. Again, just a rough figure to keep in mind that of the 100 babies that could be born, only 80 are born. 20 would be put to death. That helps you get an idea of this. It's one in five. It's actually a little bit more than that, but one in five in the United States of America. Does that bother Americans at all? No, it doesn't really bother Americans, I believe, at all. It doesn't bother most Christians much at all. Again, we support abortions as a government. Again, these are some statistics from 2020 when it comes to abortion. The 2020-21 physical year Planned Parenthood took in non-governmental income of $353.9 million. They took in $579.3 million in donations at a rate of $1.5 million a day, people uh, give to Planned Parenthood. And the government grants and reimbursements came to $633.4 million, uh, million. And so they took in an income of $1.7 billion in revenue and making a total profit of $133 million. Again, these are some statistics that are out there and uh, can be readily found on the internet. And so I just mentioned these things about abortion as it is a revenue-making machine. There are people that make money off this. There are people that, again, make money off abortions. And sadly, again, we still are seeing some 900,000 abortions or so in any given year. That's more than the people that live in our state. We don't even have 900,000 people that live in our state. And there are that many abortions that take place every year in the United States. Every 34 seconds, someone dies because some mother chooses to terminate the life of her child. She's been told she has a right and she has taken and decided to have that life terminated. Again, as we talk about abortion here tonight, I don't want to repeat the, again, five different reasons why, again, abortion is wrong. There are major reasons that were given last week, but I want to consider some new thoughts here tonight beginning with this thought, why abortion is wrong, because it opposes natural life and natural affection. It opposes natural life and natural affection. Let's turn to 2 Timothy in the New Testament. You know, it, it is absolutely not natural for someone to come along and stop their pregnancy. It isn't natural. It wasn't even possible 
to a large degree a couple hundred years ago for this to take place. Yes, it could take place maybe back then with, again, different kinds of procedure and very risky procedures, but to terminate a woman's pregnancy, there's nothing natural about that. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 3, the Bible says, without natural affection. Again, I'm just reading part of a verse. Again, it talks about perilous times, so calm. It said people will be lovers of them own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. So they're going to be people without natural affections. There are natural affections. There are unnatural affections. And it is not natural to stop the life of a baby infant. I can't imagine if my mom would have done that when it comes to me. I can't imagine if, again, that was a normal thing for a lot of people. And you find, again, that four out of five, again, pregnancies in the United States end with a natural birth. And and a mother gets pregnant, she has her child, and she has that uh, baby, and she rejoices in that baby, she's happy she has that baby, she's going to Again, invest in that baby, and, and she is normally going to love that baby because it's her own. But one out of five won't have that baby. That baby won't be raised. That baby won't become a toddler. That baby won't go to kindergarten. That baby won't graduate from high school or whatever it might be. That baby won't marry. That baby won't survive because the mom has chosen to take away that baby's life. You know, mothers naturally love babies. Dads naturally love babies. Children naturally love babies. In a a normal family, again, people are excited about the possibility of a child or a baby. Eve said when she got a child, she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. I believe she was excited about that. She recognized that. And so babies... Born of people are naturally loved. But it's hard to believe. Countries like China, America, Canada, on and on it goes. Nearly every country you can go to in this world, and doctors or nurses or other trained personnel can help you to stop your pregnancy if it starts. They can do it with a pill, they can do it with procedures, they can do it with all different kinds of different matters and different ways today. Uh, they can do it, again, legally, they can do it illegally, they can do it responsibly, so-called, whatever it might be. But it's sad to say that we have declared in law in the United States of America basically since 1973, that it's okay to have an abortion. It's okay to have an abortion. And it's a mother's right to have an abortion. It's a matter of her privacy. But the reality is abortion opposes the natural, natural affection. It opposes natural growth. Let's turn to John chapter 16. You know, every child, again, that's born normally is delivered 
sometimes by C-section, sometimes by, again, natural or way, whatever you want to talk about. And, uh, and, but in John chapter 16, verse number 21, you'll find again that, again, through this process of birth, again, it's a tough process on the mother. But uh, in the end, again, you'll find here just a natural outcome. It says here in John 16, verse 21, it says, a woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy. The man is born into the world. See, again, it's natural for a person to have a, a baby and then have, again, sorrow and anguish during that birthing process. And very normal for after that process, though difficult and, and tiresome and, and anguish. Again, the Bible mentions the travail and sorrow that goes all with that birthing process. A child is born and the mother is a result of that birth is given joy. Her sow is turned into joy. But that doesn't happen with an abortion. All she gets is the termination of that pregnancy. There is no joy. For a child is born into this world. Can you think about people in abortion? We, our conscience has been seared concerning this matter. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 113. In fact, again, when it comes to, again, speaking on this subject, again, many will try to placate and, and try to be as nice as they can when it comes to this idea of abortion and try to say, it's, what is this is called a choice. It's called simply a choice. It doesn't really affect people. And so, again, we'll just call it a choice. That makes it, again, easy for people to understand. But it is unnatural. It is not natural to want to end a pregnancy. It's not natural for a government to come along and condone the ending of a pregnancy. It's just not normal. It's not natural. If, again, an infant was allowed to grow, the infant would be born, the infant would grow and, and, and live. But again, in the protection of a mother, some decide to take that protective motherhood away and, and sadly, again, a child is aborted. Psalm 113 Verse number nine, the Bible says this about a woman who is barren. It says, he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. A joyful mother of children. You know, mothers should have children. Pregnancy should end up with children. Again, it's not natural to want to end a pregnancy. Pregnancy again, leads to an infant being born and a child being born to this world. But we've, all, we've not always had, again, means by which we can, again, deal with people as far as an abortion is concerned. And so we haven't been able to intervene when it comes to children and, and that sort of thing. But uh, let's turn back to Exodus chapter 1. Again, what I'm hinting at is, you know, back in the old days, there wasn't an easy way to deal with children that were unwanted. And so unwanted children, how did they deal with them back in the old days, way back in Pharaoh's day? What did they try to do with the boys back in Pharaoh's day? Well, let's pick up in Exodus chapter 1. What did they do, deal with the unwanted there? They tried to exterminate them. They tried to kill them. 
And uh, let's pick up here in Exodus chapter 1, verse number 15 and 16. It says, And the king of Egypt spake unto the Hebrew midwives, of whom, of which the name of one was Shephira, and the name of the other Pula. And he said, When you do the office of the midwife and the Hebrew women and see them on the stools, if it be a son, then thou shalt kill him. But if it be a daughter, thou shalt, uh, then shall she live. What do you have back here, back here in Exodus? You have an Egyptian king calling for genocide. A king calling for genocide. You say, that's horrible. That's incredible. A king come along calling for genocide. Kill the boys and let the girls live. That was the edict of the king. Choosing women to live and men to die. But did this happen? It goes on and says in verse 17, but the midwives feared God. And I have that underlined in my Bible, verse number 17. It said they feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. Wow, that's crazy. They feared God. And so they kept the man children alive. Again, we can read through this further, and there are some good things to be found in this, uh, again, chapter here. But let's pick up in verse number 20. It says, Therefore God dealt with the wives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. Saved them alive, so the people were strong. So they have men being born, boys being born, girls being born, and the result is what? Very mighty people. Very strong people. Verse 21, it says, And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. And so, again, you see here in the Bible, again, a case of genocide. The genocide is when someone chooses a particular people to put to death. Genocide is taking place right now in China. It's taking place in China. Some of particular groups of China, because of the ethnic background, they're being put to death because the government there doesn't want them to live, wants them to die. And so they'll put them to death. Back here in Exodus, we find again the uh, leader of Egypt, want the boys to die, but the girls to live. But the midwives, they supported life. They supported what's natural, what's right. And again, the reality is, again, if you look at abortion, there's nothing natural to it. There's nothing natural to it. You're intervening in a natural pregnancy and process. Instead of saving Again, a life, you're putting a life to death. There's nothing natural about it. No, people are naturally pro-life. Naturally pro-life. If there's a storm that takes place in town and you see a building collapse on some people and they hear about there's still some telecommunication, maybe through a phone or whatever it might be, or taking place at that time within the building, People naturally try to save that life. They won't just say, well, they're buried in there. It's going to take a lot of work to bury all those folks. And so we're not going to try to save them. 
You know, people are naturally pro-life. People get caught in a, in a severe winter weather storm. And people will be there and say, you know, you've got to go after my family and save them. I, they're going to be freezing to death. They're, they're caught up here or caught in this situation. And it's natural to be pro-life. It's not natural to be pro-death. I mean, I think even on Halloween, why is our culture so pro-death? Why is a lot of music pro-death? Why are some politicians pro-death? There's nothing natural about it. Again, as I think about this thing of, of life, there's nothing again, natural with taking away a child's life. No, I'd be shocked if I was, again, a, a son that was born to a mother and my mom, and this didn't take place, but I'm just saying, what if my mom, my mom said, you know what? We decided we weren't going to have the first kid, the second kid, but we had you. Because I had abortions when it came to the first two. And I'd be shocked. I'd be like, Mom, why? Why, why, why didn't you have that firstborn and that secondborn? Oh, and why me? Well, my mom could say, and she does it, she, she didn't do this, but I'm just saying, she could say, well, I was ready to have you. I wanted to have you. But why not them? Sadly, as we think about abortion, abortion is wrong because it's against natural processes, natural life, and natural affection. That's very important. I think that's very important. People say, I'm pro-death. I want to see babies die. Well, you don't want to see puppies die. You don't want to see whales die. You don't want to see any kind of animals die. Why do you want to see people die? Well, you know, it's different. It is different. I don't understand why it's different, but it's different. And so why it's wrong, it opposes natural life and natural affection. Let me say the secondly about this. It devalues human life. Exodus chapter 1, verse number 22, the Pharaoh charged all the pe his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. You say, why is abortion wrong? Because it devalues human life. <laughs> you get to throw some in the river, and some you keep alive. Some people say, that's not right. If I'm born of baby boy during this time I get to go in the river and die I born a baby girl I get to live but it, again it devalues human life like human life really isn't that much of value I mean you would talk about a life and says well what would your life be worth it'd be worth a million dollars a billion dollars hundred thousand dollars no to some life isn't worth very much at all Sadly, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. As we think about this subject of devaluing human life, you know, some lives are important. According to the abortion crowd, some, some are wanted. Some are unwanted. And if you happen to be crowned, so to speak, the wanted child, you get to live. If you get crowned the unwanted child, you get to die. That's kind of how it works. It's just, 
You, you get to pick winners, losers. You get to pick who gets to live, who gets to die. And someone would cry out and naturally maybe say, that's not fair. That really isn't fair. Why is one of five people that could be born put to death? Because they're labeled unwanted in the United States. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 50. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 50. The Bible says, I don't know if this is the right verse. Oh, shoot. That's okay. Um, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'll make the same general point with this verse over here in general. Uh, gen, uh, sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 16. It says, in, 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 in that I have commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgment, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whithersoever thou goest. And it goes on, and I want to skip down to verse number 19. He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Again, the Bible talks about choosing life. You know, when we think about human life, when we have abortion, we don't value life. We think, hey, you know what? That life doesn't need to be born. That life can be taken away. That life isn't important because no one wants that child. It's an unwanted baby. But yet those that want to adopt would argue and say, you know, I want a baby. I want a child. Those that want children would say, Children are valuable. They, they have value. I value my life. I value all lives. And people talk about so-and-so's lives matter and so-and-so's lives matter and whatever type of lives matter. Well, with abortion, you're saying, you know, some lives matter, some lives really don't matter. It teaches a death culture. It teaches some are good to be kept. Some are you know, bad or unwanted, so be, you could just toss their life away. Deuteronomy says, choose life. Again, I believe it's good for us to choose life. God is for children. He's pro-children. He's pro-life. We should be pro-life because we have life. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 64. Devaluing life, you know, life is not seen as valuable. That's why you see more and more, sadly, and again, we're seeing such violence in America and around the world. It is, it's, it's crazy, the things that we see going on. You'll see, again, videos sometimes of people just being trashed. I mean, uh, I mean, just saw today someone being thrown out of a bus, a bunch of punk kids, teenage kids just throw this person right out of a bus. I mean, in a big city, and someone says, well... Didn't happen in Valley City. <laughs> Didn't happen to me. Who cares? Doesn't matter. But I just think, it, just, how do they do that? How do you just take a person's life and just throw it or toss it or toss it away? How, how, do, you, how do you get this mentality? Well, with thoughts about pro-death and pro-choice, so to speak, 
You can choose whatever you want to do, it seems, or at least people think they can. Uh, Isaiah chapter 64, verse number 8 says this, But now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, thou art our potter, and we are all the work of thy hand. We are all the work of thy hand. To God, some are not unwanted or not needed. Imagine what the world would be like with one billion more souls. Someone says, whoa, we don't have enough food to feed us all right now. We could certainly not do with that billion. Well, you'd have more than a billion if they all lived. Some of those billion would have had children. But again, we have this fallacy. They're unwanted. If a baby isn't wanted, just kill it. If a baby isn't wanted, it should be adopted. That's what should happen. If a baby isn't wanted, they should be adopted. There's something wrong with that. We have devalued life. That's wrong. Why abortion is wrong devalues human life. Let me say this also. It encourages sin. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. It encourages sin. Again, when it comes to abortion, uh, the killing of the child is sin. The act that, again, takes place there in some medical place of some kind or whatever it might be is sin and it continues to go on and people normalize it and says, well, you know, people have abortions. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people must have had abortions over the years if you think about these statistics and all those kind of things. And I think it would shock me. I think it would shock you if we were able to see if God was able somehow to allow us to be able to see everyone who has partaken in an abortion. I'm not saying, again, there are a lot here in Valley City, but there must be a lot around the world that have taken the life of their own child. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse number 11, it says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. You know, you think about abortion, it encourages more sin. It encourages a second abortion. It encourages more fornication. It encourages adultery. It encourages people to be sexually promiscuous. Again, because if I get pregnant, I'll just have an abortion. I can always have an abortion. People think that way, or possibly think that way. More unbridled behavior, more immoral behavior, more sexual types of behavior. Again, because of abortion. Ecclesiastes 8, because sentence against evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts in them are set to do evil. They just keep doing it because nobody says it's wrong. Government okays it. It's okay to do this. Let's turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 24. Encouraging more sin. Too often abortions are not done by a person just once, but actually done more than once. It becomes a means, again, of birth control. It becomes a means by which uh, you don't have to deal with the responsibility of raising children, uh, taking care of children, or again, uh, raising a child enough so that it can be adopted. Again, it just encourages more irresponsibility and less responsibility Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse number 16, it says, The father shall not be put to death.
for the children, neither shall the children be put to death for the father. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. And people continue to uh, partake in abortions and, and again, uh, abortions just continue on and on and they go. I wonder how many firstborn, secondborn, thirdborns don't exist today because of an abortion. I wonder how many people that maybe could have changed history are not here today because of an abortion. John chapter 8, verse number 11 gives, again, uh, some good thoughts on uh, abortion. And again, it just, Jesus said to this woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. You know, the easy route maybe seems to be to get rid of it, so to speak. But again, it encourages more sin. More immoral conduct. More risky relationships. More selfishness. More uh, behavior that leads to the devaluing of human life. It's not good for us. Let's turn back to Exodus chapter 21. I want to mention here, fourthly, again, why abortion is wrong. It is wrong because it violates basic civil rights. Basic civil rights. Now, someone says, what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean, you're born in a place. Isn't it just normal that you get to live? I mean, we talk about the atrocities of maybe places where you have countries where people will be put to death because they're part of a particular culture or whatever it might be. And we say, boy, that's wrong for a country Again, to put certain people to death because they're born of a certain ethnic group. Well, here in the, in the United States and around the world, we have people put to death because they're just not wanted. Simply not wanted by the mother. Or maybe it's the father that forces them to have an abortion. I don't know. Exodus chapter 21. You think about, again, those that have abortions, there's troubles that come along with that. It's not as easy a thing, I believe, it, as people might make it out to be. Again, just you know, make a choice and then it's pretty much done. That's the end of it. Uh, there's more that goes into it, but it violates basic civil human rights. The right to life, the right to the pursuit of happiness, the right to live. Exodus chapter 21, verse number 22, it says, If a man strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief foul, he shall surely be punished according to the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief foul, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Here we see in the Bible someone that's pregnant, it mentions there, someone striving or fighting there and hurting the woman with child and her fruit depart. In other words, she's pregnant and, you know, that baby isn't delivered. And there's a penalty. It says, he shall surely be punished in this case. You know, it's, it's kind of hypocritical. Here, in the United States, if you think about it, there are federal laws that protect the unborn. Federal laws. Fetal homicide laws in 38 states in the United States. So, in other words, if you hurt someone who's pregnant that wants that baby to live, you can be prosecuted as a result of hurting or terminating that pregnancy. There's an onboard victims of violence law. 
in the United States. And yet we have a law that says you can abort a baby. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Sadly, in states like Oregon, Arizona, Colorado, and Alaska, legalize abortion up to the day of birth. I mean, abortion is just taking away a, a, a baby's life. A baby is hurt. Uh, she's to be protected by her mother. Mama is supposed to be, mama bear is supposed to be, speak and, and fight for the right of a child and be there, so to speak, to protect a child. And here she's in a place where she doesn't even give her child the right to live. It violates basic human rights. Let me mention another thing. Again, I, I have a few more things I want to mention here before we're done. If you think about abortion, why abortion is wrong is because abortion would stop all families from being created if every mother decided that they would not let a child live. Again, that might seem like a crazy idea, but again, think about this. If, if no child was so-called wanted, if we had things flipped the other way, instead of having four out of five in America, so to speak, wanted, and it went the other way, all became unwanted. It got to 80%, then it went to 90, 95, and 99.9. Let's just not have babies anymore. You would exterminate a society. How could that ever be right? People don't look at it this way, but sadly, people have said it to be this, and I believe it to be true. It's legalized child abuse. It's legalized child abuse. Child has no saying in the matter, but is put to death. Abortion is done. It would er eradicate all families. That's why it's wrong. It would eradicate every family. What if every family decided we're going to have one or two. No, we're not going to have any. We're just not going to have any. A society would be destroyed. Why is abortion wrong? 60, because it's part of a disposal and cancel culture. Kill culture. Cancel culture. Cancel baby's life. Again, cancel culture says you just wipe out whatever you don't like. You know, Egypt and Pharaoh decide, let's just kill the boys. Let's kill the firstborns. Let's kill whatever. It's part of a disposal culture, cancel culture. Why is it wrong, number seven? Because it reduces the number of babies available for adoption. I mentioned that last week, that used to be 9% of people were adopted in our society. Now it's down to about 1% per year are adopted in our society. There are 2 million families waiting to adopt in America. Two, two, between two and three million. I've I seen higher statistics. I've seen around two seem to be about the average number there. About two million babies, again, could be adopted, but aren't adopted. About a million babies are, again, put to death. I wonder if there would be any way that those two could get together somehow. Again, why is it gone? Because it reduces the number of babies to adopt. Number eight, I want to be, reduce, I mean, promotes... Uh, immorality and promiscuity in our culture. Again, we have enough things wrong, right and wrong in our culture. Abortion is just another thing that's wrong in our culture. Telling people to choose death rather than life. 
Instead of telling them to raise their children and be responsible parents and adults, we tell them, no, just terminate the pregnancy. You won't have to be responsible. You won't have to be accountable for this. Let's turn to Psalm 127. Again, why, why is abortion wrong? Let me say this again as another point. Because many infants do feel pain as a result of abortion. Any baby that's aborted after about two and a half months definitely feels pain when abortion is practiced on them. And then finally, why is abortion wrong? Because it often hurts the life of the mother after the abortion. Psalm 127 and verse number three, it says, it is vain for you to write, sorry, verse number three, lo, children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies at the gate. Abortion is wrong because abortion hurts families. And it hurts mothers. Someone that has an abortion is going to be traumatized to some degree and become a victim to some degrees after the abortion. Because abortion will increase her chances of infertility. It will increase her chance of miscarriage. It'll increase her chance of depression. It'll increase her chance of cervical cancer. It'll increase her chance of, again, breast cancer and suicide. These are all found in statistics. Death brings increased risks to the mother, too, after she has an abortion. And so we should oppose it, and the Word of God would tell us to, again, look at children as being a blessing. It says, For children are a heritage of the Lord, the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. You know, families are a good thing, and children are a good thing. And so... Abortion is definitely wrong for these reasons and many others, but I just wanted to bring those here tonight. Let's go ahead and close as we consider the Word of God here tonight.